0: Our Father, we bless you, we give you praise, thank you, for you have heard us again tonight. Thank you for your, you have received the incense of our heart, the cry out of our, from our depths, our Father, as we have prayed, Lord, following the Spirit. ...following the leading and the direction and the boarding of the Spirit. Our Father, we know that these prayers will avail much for us. Thank you, our Lord. We give you praise. Lord, we to look into the world to fetch more incense to pray. Father, I pray for your Spirit, your mercy, uh, your Spirit will guide us to, towards the right thoughts... Towards the right things which you want to to establish, and open up for us, and to build on, to build upon. Thank you, our Father. We give all the all the glory unto your holy name. In the name of the Son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, Genesis
1: Um.
0: (laughs) Hallelujah. Um, Genesis chapter one, verse um, I think God blessed them, verse twenty verse 28 praise God He says, God bless them. And God said unto them, that be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Glory to God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Thank you. And so he blessed them, praised God, and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. I'm tempted to see if anyone can just summarize um, the message from Tuesday and yesterday, just quick, you know, to put it together. Who can I entrust with that kind of that kind of job? I'm not sure. Jimmy, Jimmy, yes, you're the other one. Please, it, you know, it's just a short thing, but I just want to bring things in so that we can. Um, <coughs> thank you. Oh, you want to open the Bible? Ah,
2: okay. (laughs) Awesome, okay. Um, So for the first day of prayer meeting, Yes sir. um, we were reading from Genesis chapter one and you were showing us an order about creation and formation. So um, from what I was speaking, um, you said God created heaven and earth, and as we have learned previously, you were trying to show something that we have believed that um, chapter two captures more formation, but we're seeing that formation, the chapter two formation has more to do with man, but in the environment that God created for man, there was formation work going on also. Um, so we were looking at a pattern, as it were. Um, he said he created heaven and earth. So you were showing us that that statement in itself is very key because the next thing he jumped to was the fact that the earth was without form and void, and darkness moved up, and um, darkness was, was upon the face of the deep. And he said the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God gave a command. So you're showing us that this light here, um, you don't think is physical light, and we don't know what the fullness of this light is, but you were then contrasting with the fact that there was light mentioned here, and then there's light as we know it being the light of the heavenly bodies that we are familiar with. Um, But just to maybe move fast, you were showing that there was heaven, earth, then there was a work on the earth, which was still, um, permit me to use the word, in the, uh, let me say in the spirit, okay? And then you were showing that there was a division for earth, and for earth, there was water, and then there was land. The land he called earth, the water he called the sea. But then there was an expanse over that, which was firmament, and then you were showing why the firmament, because it called the firmament heaven. So then you began to tell us about the characteristics of heaven, as it were, about heaven being a firm place where um, there is stability. Right, Um, and then you just um, kept, uh, just by the help of the Lord, you were x-raying that whole conversation of heaven. Um, So I just wanna tie it into yesterday, right? So yesterday we were seeing that also, um, we read from Ephesians chapter one, so sorry. Okay. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, you, you started from um, the fact that grace and peace is the blessing of um, apostles. But then he said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, as according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Um, for this um, aspect, you were focusing more on the fact that... Um, even though, sorry, just if I take a step back, one thing we saw is heaven exists for a purpose. There is a particular tie for earth to follow suit in what heaven has, and the tie is for heaven to supply something to the earth. So yesterday, you began to look at the fact that though there are different heavens, um, there is the eternal God himself who dwells Outside of creation, as it were, so this scripture is referring to his blessedness, and this eternal God, you said the eternal God, its blessing is a blessing of Himself, and you said these blessings are located in in um they are spiritual blessings located in heavenly places. But the heavens we're looking at more obviously were heavens in Christ, and you are showing that if there is heaven in Christ, then there's heaven in God. And then, of course, if there's heaven, also we know that there will be earth, as it were. So yesterday, you were just showing us that um, the purpose for which we have been chosen is its exists way before God even created anything, as it were. And as we're seeing on on um, Mon on Tuesday, sorry, that the destiny of a man is to arrive at that place ultimately. So you were showing yesterday what the journey is, which is for a man to be holy, without blame before him in love. And then you began to um, also show us about the fact that a man should desire a sort of conversation, because in every world what it contains is righteousness. And then um, you were showing that that righteousness, looking at the conversation in First. Second Peter, I believe, you are showing that um it says it says in that place that um we look for new heavens and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And then uh, yesterday you're just trying to address the kind of conversation or desire that we should have towards this kind of thing. So you are then contrasting with the fact that for every world that a man is exposed to. Um, he cannot journey past that level of righteousness. Um, and you know, you just, you, you, you were just kind of explaining that conversation, um, as it were, about the fact that um, every, um, there was a way you said it that, um, there's, there's something I'm trying to remember, about the fact that um, for the Son of God, he said is the brightness of his glory. And the express image of his person. So one of the things we are showing is every world has its brightness, and um, the brightness is the first thing, um, as where well, that we we come into uh, that gives us some sort of awareness. But brightness is not enough in terms of um, aspiring or receiving the full blessing. It is only when image is is received that uh, that is um, when we get blessed. Um, that is what I can capture. Um, for now, um,
0: so,
1: so, so sorry, sir. Uh, Thank uh, you. I just want to say
2: something, sir, so, if um, I uh, so Please, sir. Um, one of the things you were also really indicating in chapter one, as it were, um, was the fact that you, were, you really, actually, you really paid attention to this chapter one because you were trying to um, in a way, correct a sense of um, heaven we we have, right? Um, one of the things we're seeing particularly was that thing of waters also. Um, you said, it. I mean, not you said, it is written in scriptures about the fact that there is division of waters as it were. And one of the things you're also showing about the fact that um, there is a difference between the heaven as we know it in creation um, and then the final picture, also in Revelation chapter 21, because that was a very key picture. You were trying to show what the destiny or end of the conversation is, which is the fact that um, there will be no, there's no sea. He said he saw in Revelation chapter 1, he saw a new heaven and a new earth, right? And then there was no more sea. And you're really just emphasizing about the fact that um, in terms of what this sea is, that there's sea on top that we see as the sea of glass. In that same revelation, but the one on the on the in chapter one, sorry, is just sea, as it were, which represents um instability. Uh, and you were also showing that um there's something about heaven that attracts the Lord because the Lord does not dwell on the earth. In any time we we see his coming forth. Even we see there that um the heaven came out of. God, right, and God in heaven, and you're also just trying to correct and um an, an impression in us about the fact that even though in the current or present creation, God is in heaven, as we've seen, but that the real thing is there is no habitation for the eternal God who made everything. That God has just come, um, as we've learned into the uh, into the world, into creation as an everlasting God. He has kind of reduced himself just, but we should not miss the picture that eventually the, the point of everything is we should dwell in God and those heavens are actually in him. Um, I don't know if I've said anything, but <laughs> I just... So, Praise God. Amen. Amen. That
0: The Holy Ghost led me to you. It was a, a leading of the spirit. Um, I think that was awesome. That was... Um, it was good to help us put um, those things together, glory to Jesus amen, amen. amen. so okay, so this Genesis um, so he said, God bless them, God said, be fruitful and multiply, praise God and amen. replenish the earth and then and subdue it. you see that so fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, then subdue it, then now began to speak about um, having dominion, right, um, so of course it's saying dominion over the fish of, of the sea, fowl of the air, and over every living thing that it upon the earth, but it's clear that um, when you understand the, the, what dominion means in God's mind, it's not really just man. Um maybe man being able to command the animals to do things or to get them to do his feeding um it's how it has to do with man being being able to 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 bring a kind of dominion right from a kind of dominion which will arrive, you see that, Uh to bear upon the earth. Do you see that? So it's not really about the animals, it's more about the earth is programmed to respond a certain way to a certain type of dominion, expression. And until that dominion is has arrived, uh, until the earth sees that dominion, the earth will not be able to, will not have that response to it. Praise God, and the programming towards that dominion is actually, you see, to manifest in creation, right, because one thing about the creature is, there is an expectation, according to Romans chapter eight, right, that the creature has what what it's awaiting, right, for the manifestation. The earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of what the sons of God. This, when you say the creature, it means every creature, praise God, has something. It's an earnest expectation, which is for an expectation for the manifestation of the the sons of god praise jesus um, well, what you see the, the the visibility of this dominion has to do with man being able to come into fruitfulness and more some kind of multiplication that will make him to replenish the earth praise God let me see what does replenish the earth say In my Bible 28, replenishing means saying it means feel. Praise God. He's saying man man should do what? Man should be able to to have um, fruitful, multiply, then replenish the earth and subdue the earth. Praise Jesus. Then when that happens, you see there will be. Uh, a kind of dominion which will begin to be, that will set man above every other living thing. And what you see, uh, when it comes to living things, in their orders, if you check the highest of living things, maybe the animals, which are moving, you find that man, in his fallen state, fell into their own classification, right? When man fell, that was one thing. At the fall, it brought man to a point where you can, you can call man an animal. Science calls man an animal.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because science doesn't see anything more. Why should we separate man from an ape or something? That's not, it's just that the ape has intelligence, but you just have more than him. And among classifications of things, we have intelligence in degree. Some birds are more intelligent than other birds. It doesn't make them non-birds, <laughs> or something more than birds, you understand? So, so man, you're just more, a more intelligent animal. So, so it means that there is not, more, not much, not more the creature can see in man, to, for man to be put at a higher pedigree, to move beyond the animal class, That's why an animal can want to eat a man like a lion because he sees him like every other thing. He doesn't see much right, inside of him. So um, it's clear that what will make the creature to begin to respond differently, it's not really about the creatures, but it's more of um, that is what will be the proof in a sense, it will actually show that man has arrived at a certain kind of an elevation, glory to Jesus, um, which is that place where he's able to put the earth under its subjection. The word to subject is to subdue. Do you see that, it's to to subdue. When they say you should subdue the earth, it actually means put the earth under. Right? You put the earth under, and God actually, when you go to chapter two, God took from the earth, from the ground, and wore built a suit for man, and He made that suit. Man will be wearing that suit everywhere. And that is actually the first thing that man that will prove him putting under. You know when you know when you. If, you allow, if a man who is wearing an earthly house is able to journey and elevate himself in his soul, Right? You know, do you know that when you are learning to be spiritual and walk, the Bible calls it walk after the spirit, that if you walk according to the flesh, that you will die. But if you walk through the spirit, Put to death, they now call it the deeds of the body. So that by the spirit is putting to death the deeds of the body is actually that putting to death is a kind of subduing, right? You're actually subduing an animal. I don't mean that as an, in a derogatory way, you understand? I, I just mean that you are. What will make what makes a lion eat a man is that he sees flesh that he can eat. Do you see that? It's like uh, it's sees a flesh. He doesn't see any difference, right? Uh, but something within man has to prove that man is beyond that something, and it's with the is the soul, the type of the soul of the man. Do you see that? Yes. that? That type of the soul. So it's clear, subduing the earth is not about. Think, about, think of your body as a microcosm of the earth, right? It's a small earth. If they are saying you should um, be fruitful, think about being fruitful in, inside here. Do you see that? Then when they say you should multiply, think about multiplying here, not multiplying yourself, having children. I'm talking about multiplying here. It's God was speaking to the spirit, which is inside man, that I want you to be a time that you will be launched into the earth, and in when you are being launched, you have a mandate to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish it and to subdue it. Are you saying that? So, you make a mistake as a Christian if you go and start looking for earth to subdue. You actually cannot. You can't subdue everything. The earth is too vast for, for man. So, because of that, God gave everybody their own personal thing to subdue. Do you see that? Any and the truth is that anything you do in your earth is touching the earth. Yes. Right? That's actually the law. It's not about going to do anything there. Right? It's anything you do in here. That's why the Bible says we will all receive, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, right? That we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and that everyone will receive of the things Praise God, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may, may receive the things done where in his body according that he had done, whether it be good what or bad. Now, of course, this is speaking first of all about the, the judgment seat of Christ. But it is not the only judgment seat. There is this judgment seat. Then there's another judgment seat in Revelation chapter 20. All right that one is not the judgment seat of Christ is another judgment seat but both judgments are according to a man's footprint in their earth do you see that according to what a man's footprint what they do in their earth praise God Amen. This one says, done in his body is correct. That 20, let's say that that Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. So there is the judgment seat of Christ, and then there is what we call, uh, the Bible calls the great white throne judgment, right? It says, verse 11, um, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat up on it from whose face you see that the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them so i saw the dead small and great stand before god so this is before god not before christ right second Corinthians chapter five was what judgment seat of Christ, right? This is Christ first, then. So this is not the end. This is just the first one. (laughs) You get then the then you go into the next one, which is standing before God. And then when when you standing before God, the judgment before God, he said, is according to books. You say books were opened. And then another book was what opened, which is the book of life. And it says that the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books. Then you see that according to their works. Verse 13, yeah, and then you see what began to happen. The, The sea gave up the dead which were in it. And then what? Death and hell. They delivered up the dead which were in them. And then they were judged, every man, according to their works. Let's go back again. Verse verse 12. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Books were opened. Another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their their works. So the, the dead were judged out of what was written in the book of life. Do you see that? Then verse 13, the sea gave up the dead which were in it. So you're seeing... Um, different regions of the dead everything about this judgment is about the dead right? but this is not death in the sense you think it's not like maybe bad bad death in a way it just means that these people have um, have moved into the realm of the dead there is a realm of the dead Amen. Amen. That realm of the dead means it just means that it's a is a is a region of of living that li- that is according to the principle of death. Right? It's according to what? Is according to the principle. Death. Do you know death wasn't invented by Satan? Right. When God went to bring gave breath to His Son, He went to went to to give birth to him, he was born of the dead. From the dead. Of There's what you call the resurrection from the dead. There's what end up in the resurrection of the dead. Resurrection means the resurrection you bring to those who must die first according to the order of that resurrection. Do you see that? If you are, if you are, if you are going to awake, for example, in his likeness, in his presence, you are going to be awakened from a kind of relative death state, which is not necessarily the absence of every life. You're just talking about, you have to be brought to a point where you gain category. Right, someone who is just learning Christ doesn't, is not categorized yet mm-hmm. with respect to the life of God. You've not gained the cut. You are not a type. You are not a cut. You don't appear. There's something called actual appearance in the presence, right? And um, you can't you can't appear in the presence without a journey. I will tell you that this place, this kind of judgment, is not really actually for everybody. It is actually for those who have made some kind of Movement into dead region, either through righteousness or through wickedness. Uh, do you see that? Amen. <coughs> that word, righteousness, or through wickedness, to bring a person to this kind of zone. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh huh. So. Um, So you see, this dead here is relative to God. It's very clear. If this is a judgment of God, you're standing before God, everything that they're going to judge you by is in relation to his own kind of life. Do you agree? So when they open the book of life, verse 12, it says that, there's a books were opened then another book was opened, which is the book of life. So you have to, to go through books. Mm-hmm. Then there's what you call another book. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't speak about the first books which were open. First, you see that? Yes, but we know that judgment regarding those books also happened. Mm-hmm. There was a culmination of judgment. Amen. Mm-hmm. But then that which is called there's one that which is called the, the Book of Life, and when the Book of Life was open, then the, the, final, the Book of Life is the final Book of Judgment. That's actually the Book of Life of the Lamb, which is the final Book of, of Judgment, was open, and the dead were judged out of what those, so it's clear that the Book of Life is not the Book of the Life of Christ, right? It's the, it's the book from where you judge the dead. Do you see that? Every time there is a life, there is a dead. There is a concept, there's a relative death. You can't define life without defining death. If that life has been alive to this, then death means not being alive to that. According to that categorization, Amen. Amen. So you're seeing, so first of all, there's the dead that were judged out of those things. So these who were judged were the judgment of them who are written in the book of life, right? Those whose names are written. So if your names are written in the book, means you have, you've purchased some measure of life of the book, then you are, when they want to judge, they can open the book and then find your judgment according to the book. But if you are not written in the book, the, your judgment has not, is not really of the book per se, not in a, not in a direct sense. Amen. Amen. It says, then you see, the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and the death and hell delivered up the dead, which were what? In them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Are you seeing that? Every man according to what? Their works. It says, but verse 12 says, and the dead were judged out of the things which were written in the books. You see that? Verse 13 said that every man was what? judge according to their work. So those in two regions now, right? There is a region of the sea. Then there's a region of what? Death and hell. There's a region of the sea. Then there's a region of what? Of death and what? And hell. So you can categorize these into three regions. Region of life, region of the sea, and then what you call death and what? And hell. Death and hell. Life, the sea. What is the, what is the region of life? is the, the region whose righteousness is according to the writing of the book of life. Are you seeing that? It's re- according to whose word writing is according to the righteousness of, uh, of the book of life. There's that, that region. But there's that, there's that then the region of the sea. Right. What he calls the sea, when you say the concept of sea in the Bible is not, is not, is a, um, it's a is a is almost like a temporary um, is a temporary state or a, a temporary place Amen. Amen. You can just think of sea as the mixed region the region of mixture, region of, it's just think of Sears, that the, di- the place that has not really been been, been told yet. <laughs> Do you see that? Yes. has not really been what? Oh, yes. Been, it hasn't been, when I say hasn't been told, you ha- it hasn't been, um, it is a flowing, region. It is not an unfixed region. Right? If you go from Genesis what we learned yesterday you have land when you come to the earth. That's one thing that categorized the earth. The presence of what? A flowing sea. Right? A flowing sea which you have the land on the earth. You have the sea. and when you, Every time on the earth there will always be land and sea. Every time, always, there will be what? Land. Land. There will be land on the earth and there will be sea on the earth. The sea is the the region of voyage, right? It's a place of mixture. When you go into the sea, you don't, the sea nature is actually opposite to the, in, the nature of the firmament, like it, the sea lacks firmness, but that sea is a very, very important characteristic of the earth. It means that the presence of the sea is a, is a realm that give, gives, is a, is, a, is a region that buys time. Are you seeing that a region that was that was by time that was one thing that characterized the earth at the beginning when they mentioned the heaven, they now spoke about the earth, they said it was without form and void, and then the next thing was that darkness was upon the face of the deep right so that presence of the deep we know that the whole earth was covered with what the deep right then they now got out to now go into that, that deep and then begin the process of creating some some land from the earth. Are you seeing that some land the land of the earth is a type of firm region. Do you see that? A type of firm so earth is always mixture of what land and sea. And Right off the bat, you know that initially it's way, way, way more sea than land, even till now. And what they are actually even thinking is that it will get to a point where more of the land will be covered with with sea. Amen. Amen. But the, the thing is that the earth that has land and sea is not the final picture of earth. The final picture of earth is chapter 21, verse 1, right? which is new heaven and new earth. And it says that there was no more sea. So why is there no more sea? The reason why there's no more sea is because of judgment. The word judgment is a finalization of fluidity. So, if anybody who is flowing, you won't flow forever. Tell somebody you won't, flow forever. you won't flow forever. Do you know what I mean by flowing? Hot today, cold tomorrow. Choosing life today, choosing death tomorrow. That's are sea. What sea property? Just know that. The moment you see such behavior, just know that this is a sea creature. Right? What are, sea creatures are different from land creatures? What's one of the main difference between sea creatures and land creatures? Is that land creatures have address, sea creatures don't have address. They float. You understand? Even the Bible says birds have nests, foxes have holes. All. Of, I get what I'm saying. Praise God. So, every creature has some kind of abiding place on the land. But in sea, it's a perpetual flow. Imagine a creature that's raised to just be flowing. It's a nature, a type of a nature. Now, sea, sea can mean many things, though, many, many things. And the Bible is, is complex. Like that. I'm just trying to show you a side of it. You get what I'm trying to say? Aha. Uh-huh. You, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, this is just don't summarize everything and say, ah, Pastor <laughs> Jeff said, no, no, no. We know even God's, God re- established the what? Yeah. Pillars of his what? Chambers. Of his chambers upon the what? Uh, and that, there's something that, what the idea of flu, fluidity, yeah. God uses that too. Yeah. But that's, this is not what he uses it for. It's not for deciding to be hot today and cold tomorrow. That's not what water is meant for. There's another another sense of it. Amen. 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 Praise Jesus. Are you seeing that? But... The Earth, God's plan for the Earth, was to to stay for some time, to have a sea, right? That and souls. Every soul, initially, right, first of all, appears on the Earth, right? Every soul first means that every soul originally has sea. Nobody is born like an angel. No one is born firm. Nobody has a nature of the firmament initially. No person has a nature of heaven initially. Only angels are like that. right? So there's no fluidity. You see, when Lucifer, and it doesn't mean that they, they can't be fall, Angel can fall. So lack of fluidity doesn't mean you can't change. You just, you just you just move from one firm state to another firm state, like Satan did. Satan didn't move from the firmament into a, a sea habitation, no, he just is from being you know firm in one way in his original design to shifting into another firmness, and he can't shift out of that because of his, his angelic nature. There's no chance for today deciding, oh I, God, I'm with you today, I believe all the Bible, tomorrow, ah, this Bible thing is too, <laughs> what are we even doing here, you know, that kind of, that's a characteristic of what, of that, thing. so you, f- you find that, that one of, that the, if you want to think of what is the purpose of this earth present world experiment, the, the purpose of the present world experiment is to, to give some chance give a ground of choice where they set before you life and death and you can deliberately between both you can bounce between both for, for some time as long as you have time on the earth you can you can bounce between them you can choose to stay in the sea and never find solidity but just know that one day judgment is coming and that one thing about being in this, in the sea is that you can't claim it's the sea as your dwelling forever. Yeah. Is that one day judgment will meet you there and uh, there will be what a do you understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> so so the race of the soul is to find solidity. But there are different realms of solid of solidity, of firmness. Something called firmness in the spirit, your soul should journey into firmness, but it should be an intentional journey, right? Whereas you can find firmness above, you can find firmness beneath, you can also find firmness on the earth, which God called earth, the second earth in chapter one, is what he called dry land. Some people will move from the sea to dry land, they can't move beyond that. They will just stay in some kind of firm, solidity. Firmness of the, which is, can be a, a kind of rocky solidity of, some t- of a type. Do you understand that? But some souls will move beyond the firmness of the earth into the firmness of the firmament. But why some souls will move beneath the earth? Yes. Yes. Because yes, there you find another firm region. Mm. That there's a way that Satan, and that's where that's his destiny. If you have here, Satan has planned for you is to take you, is to make you firm. <laughs> but is to move every man into his firmament, All right? To make every man solid in. In in hell. So when you say hell and death, you see the regions being judged here. Oh. Are you seeing the regions of judgment? God will judge everything. So it's clear that the 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 judgment is according to the principle of righteousness of the realm where you are you are bringing the candidates of judgment from. You ca- it's very clear that. The book of life or the realm of God's books are heavenly realms. Do you agree with me? Yes, sir. So there will be a judgment of of that the judgment of the heavenly There will be judgment of the earthly, and there will be judgment of those who are not earthly, who fell beneath the earth. Yes. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So, the judgment of death and hell, he calls it, so he said the sea gave up their dead, death and hell delivered up their dead. Now, one thing about the sea is that you can be in the sea, but judgment, when judgment meets the sea the 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 piercing eye of judgment will tell the the state of that person, even though they don't know it yes, sir. The judgment of the sea is where the the greatest surprise will come from. Are you seeing that the sea gave up the dead which were in it? The dead and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Right? And then ev- they were judged every man according to his works. Are you seeing then at the end? Then they now say they will take death and hell and threw them into where? Into into the lake of fire. And this is what this is the second death. This, so one, is not clear that judgment then is not just a decision. Can you see? For, for judgment to make an entire realm disappear. You ask, what did they do with the sea? And those who are in it. <laughs> so it means that judgment is not just a decision making. Judgment is a quickener. Is that when judgment comes quickly see will begin to disappear. Why? Because judgment forces men to choose. You force by force. Under great duress. Men will reveal themselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Do you get what I'm saying? It's not, it doesn't mean that some men will disappear, no. They say, okay, we couldn't check where you are, so... You, no, not, you, some. So some of the guys in the sea, it means that some of them will end up in the lake of fire. Yeah. Some will end up in the, in the lake, because when the season of judgment comes, it begins to open up. You see, they just begin to do... Right. Their, their nature will begin to quickly manifest. They will be, their walks will be hastening. Hasten in the season of judgment. So it means that everybody should try and sort yourself out before the great white throne appears.
1: Nikhtishon und right. Waschatali parakashte <speaking in> fantalisa papapata falamanos to pratalibaragaste fatalimata frecatania parakosh to pratalamakata Fafafanta, falamata, fella fratatani, frafafata, liparakoshtu, pratalanta, fafantala, fantalanta. Fala posto prata la gaste vanta li poste vrateta. Le frette gatto posso prente ganta lavanti gonte lagante. Me coste, la mato vanta. La Marcantovanta, vanta. Marcato lanta. Marcatosta let every man judge himself before he is judged let every man judge himself before he is judged let every man judge himself for the measure of light coming to you use it to judge yourself and then position where you decide and you want to position judge let every man let every every man let every man judge himself less before he is judged so use the materials use the light uh, use the light to judge yourself and as you are judged and as you judge yourself and you are lying and you yield to light uh, you write your name in the books and your works are made manifest but if you decide and you refuse light because your works are evil that is why and you judged yourself evil so this, disososa eliprakata but I say unto you choose life I say unto you choose me and I will enter I say unto you choose me and I will enter for this is light coming this is light coming but those who were judged evil who will be judged evil who will be judged evil and be condemned to the lake are those who light came but they found they love the condemnation was found in them because they love darkness rather than light so use the light to judge yourself and reposition that i may enter in
0: please jesus Amen. Ha ha
2: ha ha
0: Amen You know my war right now It's time Three is gone You know Revelation chapter 10. I say that I saw another mighty angel, Revelation 10, verse 1, come down from where? From heaven with a cloud, and the rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book, you see. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the what? on the earth. So this is a posture of judgment. Right? This posture is a, is a posture of what? It uh, is not really that the judgment per se. It is just talking about an angel that would appear in a season that would that would begin to trigger activities of judgment.
2: All
0: yes, right, yes, it would begin to trigger what activities, activities of, of judgment. This, those activities would touch the land. He has one leg on the land yes, and then one that, one leg on where on the sea. So, you see, he's touching, he's, he, 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 that this man will touch all the, the realms of concern to God. You see, his posture here will be one leg on the land, one leg on the sea. Then you see, when he gets to verse five, one hand lifted up to heaven. So those are speaking about all the realms where judgment needs to touch. And then he has a book of judgment in his hand. Are you seeing that? This is a a picture in the spirit. So it means that at this season, the time of judgment is, is ripe in all regions where judgment needs to be applied. Where judgment is to come to. Glory to God. So he handed in his hand a little book, and he set his right foot upon the sea, his left foot on the earth, cried with a loud voice, as when the lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and then write them not. Are you seeing that? So this season, there there is still a seal. Ahead, But this is a a time of the ministry of an angel. Are you seeing that? It's a time of signal to the earth. When this ministry begins, it's actually going to be an announcement to all the regions that judgment is coming. Do you see that? Although the, the judgment is still sealed at this point. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. That is still what? Sealed is to give a kind of a chance. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says, seal those things which, are, which the seventh thunders altered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven, and swore by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and what? And the sea. Heaven and the earth and the sea. And the things that therein are, he said that there should be time, no what longer. That is his his ministry. Are you seeing his ministry? Is a is a ministry of an angel that comes to seal up the the seasons before that is leading up to judgment, right? Is actually an angel to initiate the season and the days of this kind of judgment Mm -hmm. upon the earth. Mm -hmm. So he would would take that posture and then just begin to swear. Right? That was a swear, now there should be time no longer. And that's what he said, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when it shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he had declared to his servant's word, the prophet... Glory to Jesus. Glory to now, let's quickly read. Let's go to Daniel. I'm rushing, please, because of time. Because you know the way these things operate. If, I, if we go now, that's, we don't know. Praise God. So, um, Daniel 12, it says, you see, so here they mention the angel by name. It says, at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, as such as was, never was seen a nation, even to that time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found, Lord, written in where the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. do you see that? Those who sleep in the dust of the earth, some will awake, some to everlasting life. That's, yes. Some to everlasting life and then some to what? To shame and what? Everlasting contempt. Do you see that? And then they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Right? Those are shining. Those are ones who those who have, right, have taken their position. Praise God in the firmament. And then they that turn many to righteousness as what the stars. Well, he said the same thing. Dialed and he shut up the words and sealed the book, even to the time of the end. For many shall run to and fro. Knowledge shall be what? Increased. Glory to Jesus. Are you seeing that? If we, if we go quickly down, I just... Let's just read down quickly. Um, it says, And I, Daniel, looked, and, behold, there stood other two... The one on this side of the bank of the river, the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, that it shall be for a time and times and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. And then I said, oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the walls are closed up and sealed till the time of what the end. Now at that time, many shall be purified and made white and tried but the wicked shall do wickedly. This is the season of judgment. Yes. Judgment will begin to push them, to bring clarity. Yeah. Why some are getting purified, made white, right? And they will be tried. Then there will be those who are wicked who will, do, who will do wickedly. But it says, none of the wicked shall understand, but the word. The wise shall do what? Understand. Glory to Jesus. Yeah. It says, go, at the end it says go down go down thy way until the end be for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of thy, of thy day so this is clear, this was not the lot of Daniel yes, mm-hmm. this was in Daniel's lot mm-hmm. but this was John's lot, they actually saw almost the same kind of thing alright, yeah. yeah. praise Jesus yeah. now Glory to Jesus. Praise God. The season of judgment. will, it's clear, will precede the season of the, the season of judgment that must precede the season of the eternal reign, okay? Season of what? The, now what I'm calling eternal reign, I'm not just talking about world to come. It's clear the reign of the world to come is, is eternal. It's gonna be an eternal kind of reign. But I'm thinking of an eternal reign, just more in terms of, the, of states of beings who, where there is a, a kind of commitment of the throne of God. Right, or of the dominion of God to them. Do you see that? The, the commitment of what? The throne of God. And of the what dominion of God. Why is that throne and that dominion important for every man? It's simple because that's what you are created for. That when God, you know, Ephesians 1 was saying, Blessed be God who has blessed us. That God who blessed, who also in Genesis chapter 1, who was blessing, you can see the main, if you want know, to summarize the purpose of the blessing, is resolved into dominion. Right? He blessed them after they've gone through all the things that should bring them to subduing of the earth, then it's now time for a type of dominion. A kind of dominion which they should have. Do you see that? Now, dominion, when you, and whenever you hear dominion, actually dominion of God, you should begin to ask yourself what Is every throne sits by, there's something called the establishment of throne. Let's see, Psalm 89, very quickly, we know that verse, Um, I don't know what verse it is there, but I know it's Psalm 89, when it speaks about the throne of God, where it's established, amen, in... In righteousness. Aha. Uh-huh. Let's see verse. Let's see from verse 11. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse um, Verse 13. Verse Verse 13 says, thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, high is thy right hand. Verse 14, um, justice, you see that the word justice there is judgment, right? So justice and judgment are what? The habitation of thy word Throne. Mercy and what? Truth shall, shall go before thy face. It says justice and judgment. Justice is righteousness. It's righteousness and then judgment are the foundation of thy throne. Then it says, mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Praise God. So there's what he called the foundation of his throne, which is founded on judgment. And a, a kind of righteousness. Are we listening? Yes, a kind of righteousness as the foundation of his throne. But there's that which go before, before him. We, he calls it what? Mercy. Mercy. Uh, he calls it mercy and what? Mercy. And truth. Mercy and truth goes before, before God. That mercy and truth is also a, a kind of righteousness. But it's, mercy and truth speaks of everlasting righteousness. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. It speaks of what? Everlasting, everlasting. everlasting righteousness. righteousness. Praise God. Um, But what God is actually looking for in man is God wants to find the foundation for his own throne inside the souls of men. He wants to find where? The foundation of what? Of his own throne. Inside where? Inside the souls of men. Praise God. Now, the foundation of where God's throne will sit is going it has to be a firm foundation a firm for what a firm foundation a foundation that is firm which is a foundation of the heavens mm-hmm. wow. that's why one another way to describe heaven is that heaven is a realm where God's throne can be established, right? God's throne needs an establishment. Do you see that? The throne of God needs what? It needs an establishment. It needs an establishment for dominion, for His throne. Heaven, heaven has that kind of place. So, in the present, heaven is clear that when He made the earth and the heaven, where will I put? A type of throne, right? Psalm one o three will begin to explain that, yes, uh, right? Psalm one o three explained that where did He put the throne? Let's see that quickly. Praise God. Psalm one o three, Amen. Prepared verse nineteen. It says that the Lord has prepared his throne, where? Yes. In the heavens. And, in, and then his, what? His kingdom ruled it over all. So his throne is prepared. Then his kingdom rules. Bless the Lord all these angels that excel in strength, that do his commandment, hearkening unto the, word unto the voice of his word, praise God. Hearken unto the voice of his word, bless you the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion, then do it what? Bless the Lord, what? Oh my soul. So everything that they list here are heavens. Right, everything on the list here. What when he says he's prepared his throne in the heavens? Yes. Yes. So the heaven, what it means is that right the, that preparation for God's throne are all these heavens. That all these heavens have some element of a kind of preparation, right, for the throne of God. So you can see the purpose of heaven is to carry to bear the preparation for the throne of God. Or preparation for the dominion. Because if you can't produce a heavenly realm, you can't really produce God's dominion. Right, you can't produce what? God's, or you can't have, you must have dominion. God wants his soul to have dominion until the dominion gets to a point where that amounts to a preparation for his throne. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes. Now everything here are heavens. We you know the realm of the angels, the the highest heaven. We you know the realm of the ministers. It's another portion another heaven. The realm of the works, all places of his dominion, another heaven. Praise God. Amen. Then now, O oh my soul, another what? Another heaven. Right? What I say, oh my soul is <laughs> oh my soul is another is another dimension of another heavenly type of dimension yes. which God has designed and God did this right from the beginning. This folk this kind this kid has existed from when right from the beginning, right from the beginning. So in the beginning, there was an oh my soul region with dominion also, which was also a type of heaven. But it is not, the way it was made in in this creation was that it wasn't heaven, it wasn't part of the, the present heaven. Right, it was part of a heaven of the earth. Yes, Do you see that yes, it's part of what yes. is a part of this? It's like an earth aspect that is heavenly. Yes, we see that that's what that Genesis chapter one was explaining, yes. right? In the sense you so saw the heaven and the earth. But the God now went into the Earth, and then he did some separation and made a firmament yes, in the earth, yes, right you know everything that God was when he came to that earth dimension he was creating it according to there's a type in the soul yes,
2: sir.
0: of what God was actually doing, building in creation or what He was developing. Do you see that yes, sir. so it means that the the, that heaven of the earth is also a is a kind of heaven. Praise God, which you find and the which the Adam, the Adam, the first Adam, right, which that first Adam or the first man Adam, that was a heaven which he occupied, right. But it was a heaven of the earth, a heaven of what. Of the earth, a heaven of the earth. Yes, say, heaven of the earth. heaven
2: of the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah.
0: Do you want to hear what I'm saying, or do you yes. want? to Because yes. sh- <laughs> I'm yes. looking at faces. I don't know. I'm not. To be honest with you, I'm already excited to teach this thing. I won't lie to you. That's just. I'm not lying. I can lie and say I'm. Well, I'm not actually. Uh-huh. It's just that. I just feel there's something inside of me that, that feels there are some things that we just need to know. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to know. There are some things that if you don't know them scripturally, you can never believe them. You can never. If we tell you God wants to live in you, he wants to put his stone in you, you can never believe it if you don't know it scripturally. Never. You will Never it just be an idea, but you will never be, you will never live as if that is true. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. See, the big war is when, you, when there's a gap between the school and the practice. Like when you're learning engineering, you're solving mathematics, right? The gap between solving mathematics about combustion and being a place where you're actually producing an engine, a combustion engine. Two Different words, man. One is boring, just dryness, coffee, sleeping, everything. You understand what I mean? But you have to, if you don't endure that one, uh, you can't. Uh, that's how the learning of the spirit is. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God will help us. Yeah. Yeah. So you see this, my soul. Um, oh, my soul. Say, oh, my soul. Oh,
1: my soul.
0: Um, Oh my soul. Say oh my soul. Oh my soul. Oh my soul is a is a thing of great capacity. Great potential. The key the thing about oh my soul is that oh my soul has potential in the present world. And in the world to come. That's actually out of all these heavenly c- capacities and realms which they mention in this place, one of them is unique. That one is the one that puzzled David. What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visitest him. Thou has made him a little lower than the angel, but thou, you are crowning him with glory and honor. You have we've created a glorious destiny for him. Are you seeing that? What is man? What is all my soul? What is all my soul that thou art mindful of him? Are you seeing that? So we need to now we need to come into the the understanding of what is all my soul for. Right? If you look, if you just look at the initial picture, you won't see the reason why God because of, you will see his first position. One of the difficult things in the Bible is to to look at the first position and be able to move beyond that and see the final, what? uh Aha, the final position of it. Praise God. Or, Or what you call the first capacity and then you now have another capacity with God design. Praise God. So in this um, chapter 103 when it says oh my soul, the oh my soul picture here is is talking about the oh my soul of the first man. It's, It's showing you the position of the oh my soul of the first man. Then in the first man Is positioned under what the other the heavens of the what of the present? Do you see that? So when Adam, when God breathed into Adam the breath of life, and he became a living soul, that living soul was occupying this position. Right, he was a man of a heavenly man, but he was a, an earthly man. Now, he's not, not heavenly man, not earthly man. Now, let me explain. Adam, when he was created, was an earthy, or, earthy, or earthly man with a heavenly soul. It, or I will call it a type of heavenly soul. Yes. Yes. Do you see that? Why? Because Adam wasn't, when you check Adam's soul, Adam's soul was, was not, wasn't just in the sea. It wasn't, Adam's soul wasn't purely just a sea, right? Adam's soul had some kind of a solidity, right, as a type of what? So a type of a, a solidity. means they put him in the beginning realm in the school of the firmament. Right, He was supposed to, from that school, make heavenly ascensions. Right? He was supposed to do that. Yes. He was supposed to make heavenly ascensions from that place. But when you talk of Adam, the soul of Adam, they call Adam living soul. Uh, Adam was a living soul, but Adam—you will not call Adam—but fully as a man, we know that we know the, the living soul actually has has some kind of earthly, heavenly property in the sense—not heaven, but in the sense of the property of some kind of so that's solid. What makes something firm is everlasting. The word everlasting means. Firmness. Do you see? It's everlasting. So the first dimension we know Daddy has taught everlasting has two portion to it. Everlasting life. The first is living and then what? Abiding. That's what we call living and then what? Abiding. Right? But those those are two realms in everlasting life. Once a soul is living, you have property that is heavenly. In other words, it's not earthly. Actually, it's heavenly. So, a man can be of the earth, earthy, with a heavenly soul. But that is a sign that that man is not a destiny, it's not a final picture. Because he's a man of some type of contradiction. Right? He's a man of... He's a man who is heavenly but wearing an earthly suit and had something to do with that earthly suit which God told him about is for the sub to be subdued to be subjected, right? For the point of a preparation for a particular kind of dominion that should be manifest. Are you seeing that? Do you see that? He was off the earth. Earthy. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're about to close now. Amen. Now, First Corinthians 15, the, the, the whole point of this book was Paul wanted to address some things. It was the matter of resurrection of the dead. Some guys were t- saying there's no resurrection. Paul now had to start from scratch, right, to begin to explain the concept of re- resurrection from Christ, that I mentioned, which is the resurrection from the dead, right? then you see there's from the dead, then there's of the dead, right? Verse 20 and 21. First um, Corinthians 15 verse 20 says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and become first fruits of them that slept. For since by came dead, by man came dead, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. So, the Christ is risen from the dead. That's the f- the resurrection from the dead, yes, amen. That's the resurrection that deals with sin and death. Yes,
1: sir. Yes,
0: sir. Right? Then resurrection of the dead, which is what he calls, um, which is a, a different kind of death. Yes, the death in verse twenty is different from the death in verse twenty-one. The death in verse twenty is in verse twenty sin and death. The death in verse twenty-one is hell and death. Yes, sir. Right? As Daddy has taught us, since by man came death, by man came also what now calls the resurrection. What is the resurrection of the dead? Like I said before, it's a resurrection that happened in what region? Right? Say something. Sir? Please, sir. Yes. Hell and death, yeah. yes. So it's a soul that has gotten to a region which, why you guys, you don't understand what I'm saying, eh? Yeah, okay. You don't, you don't want to, you, don't, you feel like you will be incorrect if you say, or you don't, either you don't know it, or because it matters if you know it or you don't. Huh? Okay, you didn't hear my question. This resurrection of the dead is what resurrection? I want to know if I, I you know it or not. Because if you don't know it, I will just close now. Yay. It means that <laughs> maybe you're not following me at all. Do you do you understand? I just need I'm just I just need yes, a little sir. bit of let me just know that you know it, you understand? It's not I'm not putting you on the spot. It's just so you can move on. Yes, there, okay, then but does he understand resurrection of the dead? Resurrection from the dead. Thank you. Are you the only person? Okay. All the other guys who understand, why didn't you answer me? <laughs> okay, praise God. Um, amen. amen. Okay. Thank you, Father. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You understand? Real fair, what's the resurrection of the dead? And why is it different from resurrection from the dead? Yeah, quickly.
2: Okay. He like said, um. you give it. Yes. of the dead is
0: There's something I'm just looking for. Okay, don't worry. You can collect the okay. Yeah. A- Amen. Why does it say of the dead? From the dead. What is of the dead? Okay. 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 That's that's another. That's the language of our own meeting. That's different. <laughs> I'm looking for the language of what I just said. I just said something so today. Yes. So there is a realm that operates by the law of death. Right. Everything everlasting is a realm of it operates by a law of death. Death means that you are you are you've lost the the you've lost the senses to respond to something. That's where a dead man. You can't wake up a dead man. Shout his name. Do everything to a dead man. You can't wake him up. Right. If you are everlasting, you are, your soul has gone to an everlasting state, you have experienced death to the world. Is it's, it's the first death that God requires. God requires anybody before God begins to relate with you with his life, he requires you you have you are have the kind of death to the world. Do you see that? Yeah. A person who's who has who's experiencing everlasting death is a type of death that doesn't have the ability to respond to the message of Christ, that you can't respond to Christ. You move beyond Christ's doctrine. You can't be lured by Christ anymore. It's a place of firmness. It's a firm state of the soul. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It's a firm state of the soul. Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So in this place, um, it was, let's um, say verse 22, as in Adam all die, even so Christ shall be made alive, but every man in his own order, you see that, um, in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order, Christ the Lord, first firstfruits, Then, afterward, they that are Christ at his coming, right? So, in the order of making alive, you have to to make Christ alive first. Then, you have to make they that are Christ's at his coming. There's Christ and they that are Christ's. You see that? Praise God. So, Christ, the first fruit, which is the first fruit of Christ. Then now, they that are Christ. That's talking about those who, in the season of His coming, have been completely possessed by Christ. Another realm of, of of in Christ. First fruits first. You know, first fruit happens in the spring. It's not the fullness of the harvest. In the first fruits, there are no 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 um no tree fruits, no figs, no vine, none of that. You Just have the grains and all of that. Amen. So it is not. Yeah, a harvest of full stature is a harvest of first fruits, right? It's those who have been separated, praise God, and then those who have actually borne the full fruit of Christ. Then, after that, there is another end. So, then come at the end when this end is different from the f- this end of verse 23, which is dated at Christ at his coming, right? That's one season. Is a type of an end. Is the end of Christ. Yes, Amen. Amen. But after that, then, they now jump to another end. This is another end, which is the end of another life after Christ, which is the end of everlasting life. Right? And the mark of that end of everlasting life, of course, after he comes to them who are Christ at his coming, he will move them into another season of a new beginning yes, right that's the beginning of God's life yes, not the life of Christ yes, but verse 24 saying that, that life has an end and the end of the life has a characteristic right what's the characteristic it's a season when it will deliver up the kingdom to God even the father when he shall so what, what is the meaning of this he will deliver up the kingdom to God, even the Father. What you are telling that it is the Father that will deliver up the kingdom to God. Do you see that? That is the Father will deliver up. the. This is the end of everlasting life. It's when the kingdom has been delivered to God. And then have put an end to all, put down all rule and all authority and all power. Are you seeing that? Yes. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under what is feet. I said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what is death. So you see this putting an end to all, all authority is the same thing as delivering up the kingdom. What does it mean of delivering up the kingdom? It is actually... God, has, God wants... This, this is the fulfillment of what man... When God came into an everlasting state and then he created man. He created man in an expectation that what will happen... From man, the kingdom shall be brought to him. It's like we come and say, God, take your kingdom, come and reign. Right? God has been reigning by himself in eternity. Now God wants to reign in man. But for God to reign in man, God must see his dominion. In man must be established the capacity. To carry the reign of God. Do you agree what I, what, what, with what I said? It's an end. So this end, after the end, the next thing you see, throne. Do you see that? After what? The end. So the end signifies the time that dominion and every other rule and authority and has been what? An end has been put to them. Right, every other rule, every other dominion, every other authority has been put down. And at that point, the kingdom shall be what? Delivered. That's the season when it's the the season of the, when it's time for that season, is a a period when the the Ancient of Days will, will sit, right? The Ancient of Days will sit down, right? It's also a season of some type of judgment. Do you, are you seeing that? It's a season of what? At this point, every realm is ripe for judgment. When it happens in mass, right? Yes, when it happens in mass, that those masses are called the saints of the Most High. When they are able to, to deliver men who, have, who this thing has been wrought in them. Right, that's a season. It will open up a season of what? A season of judgment. It's a judgment for the very throne of God. Praise Jesus. Alleluia. Glory to God.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, so you see, this book, so you now see that, but when it, goes, when it goes on, there's no time, but it now began to speak about Adam, amen. amen, and different glories. Verse 45, so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, the last man, last Adam, was made a quickening word, spirit. So the first man, Adam, was made a word, living soul. The last Adam was made a word, so you can say the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last man, Adam, was made a word, a quickening Spirit. Now, how be it was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and then what? Afterward, that which is what? Spiritual. Verse 47. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The what? Second man is what? Is the Lord from heaven. So that first man, which is was made a living soul, he said he is of the earth, earthy. Then the last man, which is a quickening spirit, is the what? The Lord from heaven. When he say the Lord from heaven, he's are talking about the, the man, right? That the whole man is a Lord from heaven. Adam was not like that. So what, what separates the, the quickening spirit from the living soul? Both quickening spirit and living soul have God's life that is everlasting. But they are not the same. but one of them was able to fulfill the purpose of oh my soul, the other one did not fulfill the purpose of oh my soul. Wow. So Adam has an all oh, my soul that should be able to make transition. Do you see that? Yeah. To come into a kind of, the, the, to come into the state of a type of firmament. Praise God! That is that actually fulfills the what the 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 design of what God actually wants to accomplish with man. Are you seeing that? Yes, so the first Adam was was made living soul. The second one was then a what, a quickening spirit. So both of these men, those both of these type of so you know, verse forty-five is speaking about souls, right? Then verse 47 is speaking about man. You have to know the difference. When they are called naming soul, it's not the same thing as naming a man. Right? A, a, A man can be, can have a heavenly soul, but be earthly as a man. Do you see that that was the that's the it's difficult to read Adam, but that's the difficult, that's the thing about Adam. Adam, which we know was heavenly, of a type of the earth. But when, but when they summarize him as a man, you know that this man is earthly. So it's very clear that if he is mean in the in the full absolute sense of it, he was still of the earth, earthy. And if he's of the earth, earthy, in God's categorization, is not he can't bear. In Adam, in his initial state, cannot be a foundation. He can't bear and carry the, the throne and the dominion of God. You need a, a, a kind of a man who is able to make, who is able to in his soul, be able to assess a superior heaven than the heaven which Adam has access to a yes. superior heaven yes, than the heaven which Adam would, which, which so. superior heaven, the heaven which the present, sorry, a heaven that has capacity which this present heaven does not contain, does not have,
2: yes,
0: right? Yes, which is the, the heaven that can carry the eternal throne of God. It is a different kind of heaven entirely from this present heaven. This present heaven cannot carry, cannot carry the eternal throne of God. Neither could the heaven of the earth take the eternal throne of God. But there's a different type of heaven, praise Jesus, which the Lord Jesus. So what he called the made a quickening spirit. The quickening spirit is a quickening spirit soul. Quickening spirit means the type of heavenly soul. Right? The type of heavenly soul that is the right kind of heavenly that God has designed man to have. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? The right kind of heavenly soul that God designed. That was the kind of person that the Lord Jesus was. That was what Hebrews chapter 1 was saying. So when you read out Hebrews chapter 1, when they now say that when they bringeth in the first begotten into, a, into the world, he said, let all the angels of God worship him. Right. When he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he said, Let, let all the what? Yes. the angels of God worship him. He said, Being made so much better than the angels, being made so much better than the angels, right, as he had but by inheritance obtained a, a more excellent name. So the, the excellency of this name is, is actually. Uh, right uh, it's according to the excellency of is what the, the the quality of his soul, the soul of Jesus. And then when you read on this Hebrews, you now see that it culminated in him receiving a dominion. Right, finally, that Hebrews chapter eleven. Let's just read it so we can go home. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. Say be made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained the word, a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, that thou art my son, that this day have I what? have I begotten thee? Amen. Amen. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels, right? Spirit, and then he's made the a flame of fire. So they are contrasting because every... When God wants to measure this heaven, they measure this heaven according to superiority to the highest heaven of the present. Because said so when he bring it in the first begotten into the world, right? You know, this this is actually the trigger. This was actually the emergence of the new world. Right? When the say new world means a new order was created when this man, Jesus, appeared. So then the Lord then spoke concerning the angels. Who make his angel spirit ministers a flame of fire? That that's what they are. Amen. But he now said, But unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is what? Forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is what? Is a scepter of thy kingdom. For thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God. Has anointed thee with the oil of what? Of gladness above thy fellows. And thou Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. Do you see that? And um, they shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall and the all shall wax old as dirty garment. And as a vesture thou shalt fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and then what thy years shall not fail. So, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Right? You can't say that to the angels. Right, You say, are they not all, that's the angels, ministering spirit, that are sent forth to minister to them, that shall be heirs of salvation. So all the angels are ministering spirit. So the angels of this present heaven, when an angel is coming to minister to you, they are not coming to minister to make you a possessor of their heaven. Right? They are not what? <laughs> they are not trying to minister to make you a what? A possessor. There is angels are helpers of a ministry. Of a ministry of a world that is, not, that is to come. The world to come. Just Don't think of world to come as a world to come. Think of it as a world to come. Right? A world to come. A world to come to my soul. Right, a wall to come to my soul. Yes, so those angels, and when it comes to this ministry of salvation, remember first Peter says these things which angels desire to look into. Now, if they desire to look into, the Bible also calls it so great salvation. Right. right. So great salvation. That so great salvation has never been spoken of before. It first began to be spoken of by the Lord. And also was also. Then confirm to them that what hey, the is so great salvation? So great salvation is salvation of the world to come. The salvation of what? World. Salvation of a world to come. Of a world that angels don't have inheritance of. Right? But the angels can help in the ministry. Of to, to help the ministry, you see that of to ministering to a person who's you know Jesus even angels minister to him. Yes, right after some after they Satan left him, but Bible his angels came and angels did what angels minister to to Jesus. When you are we are receiving the ministry of of angels, what angels are bringing? Is not this present heaven. Right? It's not. But now, must you learn this present heaven? Do you know that learning this present heaven is not the same as learning the heaven that we see in Revelation 22? Has it occurred to you? It's not... Though that heaven is in the Bible. Here, it has its it has its doctrine, it has its precept, it has its doctrine. But you can't start a Christian from learning that heaven, right? You can't st- that that heaven. First of all, for you to begin to even come into the school of that heaven, that heaven, um, they must have first of all made you. First, spiritual, yes, sir. right? Yes, sir. Because the spiritual man is not the inheritor of that heaven. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A, a, a soul who is spiritual on the earth, when you look at the present heaven, we'll see his law in the present heaven. Yes,
2: sir. Yes, sir.
0: When you look at the first heaven, you look at the second heaven, you'll be seeing the law of a spiritual man. But the law of just the spiritual man alone, who is not divine, is not found in the heaven of that the of the world to come. Right? That world is a heaven which is a divine heaven. Is not the same as this one. That heaven, the school. Of that heaven is not for the raising of men from, the, from carnality. Do you see that? So it's clear that if you're, when you're being raised from carnality, they've not started teaching you that heaven yet right but in the present heaven when there you know first heaven second heaven third heaven i think all of those is arranged according to so it's clear that when god was making the the present heaven that this one which he created in genesis chapter 1 he was having something in mind he was having he he, he was having every region where man will need to journey from right to to for preparation so you can see that the region of the angels, ministers, works were actually designed to help all oh my soul in his time of need. It was created with in, with foresight and wisdom of an adversary who will arise, who will create problems in the present, and the goal of the purpose of those problems is to cut man short of the education of his of the future heaven. That's why he made man to descend, descend into the world, into the world, being worldly, you know, being worldly, being carnal, all of those things. Praise God. That dissension was a plan to weaken man, to cut man down, to cut man short of what, of heavenly conversation, to cut man what off what heavenly what, and if man does not, does not arise to that heavenly conversation, wow. the world to come will not appear. Yes, Do you, you realize yes, that? Yes, what will happen? The world to come will not what? Yes. The world to come will not appear. Why? Because you can't have a world that has an head without a heaven. Yes, Do you know that? Yes, Do you know that there are many Candidates, men of the who are qualified to inhabit the earth of the world to come. Yes, there are many of them who are ready, but the world cannot come. It's heaven and earth. The earth will not appear they are they are men of the earth of the world to come amen, amen. praise God
1: Hallelujah.
0: i um amen the lord showed me this and um, but um I wasn't too sure, so I didn't teach it. But anyway, so I got a chance to speak to Daddy just to confirm. You know, you have to confirm some things. Some areas are key that like you can't make mistakes. Uh-huh. So um, I had to confirm. I went to confirm with him, and he confirmed to me that the the earth of the world to come will not only contain. People who, are, who have a type of Christ life. It will also have people who have a type of an everlasting life of the earth. Do you see that? So when you say the new earth, so that's why you see Adam, for example, heavenly in his soul because he's living. So you have living men, but are not living according to what? It's not that type of. It's not that, that type of everlasting. So are you now seeing everlasting categorization that is earthly? An everlasting categorization that is heavenly in the true sense of heavenly. Right? But those, all of those men, imagine people with everlasting life, but they have to depend. A world, the world which they seek, cannot appear until... All oh, my souls who oh, carry, who are heavenly of that world, begin to appear. Who are these guys, guys I'm talking about? Hebrews chapter 11. Are you seeing all those men from Abel? They mentioned the blood of Abel. Are you seeing all those men, all the fathers, all of them? Then, then at the end, they said, they haven't received a good report. But they obtained not the what promise were they looking for? It's a promise. It's a city, a type of city, right? Which had foundation, which would, which builder and which maker is God. They are looking for a country. They had that confession that they have no continuing city, that they are pilgrims on the earth. Right, men who fulfill their pilgrimage on the earth, but at the end of the chapter, let's see. They say these all having a good report, true faith received, not the promise. See, but God having what provided some better thing. Are you seeing some better thing for us? This the word better is a key word in this thing. So much better than the angels. Blood of Christ, that's of sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Right? Yes, sir. So this better. What is this better thing for us? Is it is a better destiny? A better allocation? Is a heavenly allocation that if without it. They, without us, should not be made perfect. It's, what they're telling you is that their own habitation will not really appear. Many, all these guys are camping in this present heaven. Right? They are camping there. They are waiting because even though you guys are many, well, maybe from time to time angels will come and give them updates. You guys, some time of waiting is still just endure for a little while. And, you know, they form a cloud of witnesses. That's chapter 12, verse 1. They are watching us. They are waiting for you. They say, we are ready to go to our world, though, our own portion. They've settled with their portion. You understand what I mean? But they say they are ready, but, but they without us should not be made perfect. You understand what I mean? They are waiting for men. So if the, the heavenly men of the world to come do not appear in their right number, you know That revelation revealed the concept of numbering, that there's a numbering about it. There's a, there's, a, there's a critical mass of such souls which should be reaped from, the which the precious man, the husband man, awaited for that precious fruit of the, of the earth. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Are you seeing that? Amen. Amen. Do you know that the husband man does not, he, when I say precious fruit of the earth, that fruit has a kind of a numbering, an expectation of the husband man. Glory to Jesus. I had long patience for it until he received the early rain and then what? The latter rain. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the there is a the heavenly standard, just to show you something, that the, the heavenly they need to use by by understanding with light, they need to. It, they need to, it's not shifting your gaze. Though, but they need to bring the actual heavenly standard for your soul into your view. Do you get what I'm saying? So that even while you are still under the school of the present heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? While you're under the school of the present heaven, you should know that the heaven that God seeks.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Right? This thing, the, Peter calls it looking for. Yes, you must look for it. You must hasten. If you don't look for it, it won't come. There must be a time when beings on the earth are able to generate appetite for an heaven to come. For the looking for an hasten unto the coming of the day of the Lord, when the heaven being on fire will would depart, and the element will burn with fervent heat, and all of that, glory to Jesus. Nevertheless, we according to his promise. Look for new heavens. And what? A new earth. Wherein, Lord, dwelleth righteousness. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. See, how to look for this thing? It will have to be taught. That's the season they are bringing us. How to look for it? How, to, how do you gain appetite to look for the new heaven? It means different in its pre- the precepts of it must open up in the book right glory to Jesus Hallelujah. do you know that teaching the third heaven of the present is not the same as teaching the heaven of the world to come But the learning the present has a way of ministering for the other one. Do you get what I'm saying? Glory to God. The Lord will help us, will create the kind of expansion, the kind of something, you know, is um, an appet- it's a spiritual appetite. Some, this is what I'm saying to you, is very, very real. Yes, sir. I know the devil fought me not to bring it out today, but I just saw so him, I just said, Kai, I will do. I will just, I will, I have to die and do it. Amen. But it's something they want to birth on the inside of us. That it's, um, when you have that hope in you, that hasting and looking for, you're looking for it, it creates the context for certain kind of ministration. The truth is that the ministry of the angelic is, is illimited if a soul is not at some point is not beginning to have the true salvation in view when angels will be ministering to you at some point they they begin to expect you to begin to smell there is a better heaven they begin to have a a perception of the actual heaven which God wants to raise all my soul into are you getting what I'm trying to say Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. This was the heaven that Jesus was seeking for. Right? While he was here, while he came into an everlasting life, he became an Adam. We saw him first initially as an Adam. Then he began to... When he was an Adam, at that point, he had to move, the journey quickly, into gaining inheritance. Right? In of in the heaven of the world to come, it's very clear that Jesus spoke concerning an heaven. That is not when you check his language; it's not according to the classification of the first this current heaven. Right? What you would normally classify as in heaven of the present, Jesus was classifying this as earthly things in John chapter three. <laughs> Right, he said, I've done the earthly things, <laughs> but if you, are, you want to go and put it in perspective, you say, I what are the, these are not earthly things, you are, you are talking about heavenly things. Do you understand what I mean? Glory to Jesus, Amen. When you have the consciousness of the, of the present, Christ is heavenly. I mean, the principle of Christ, because they have it, the law of Christ, in the present heaven. But when you're switching into the frame of the world to come, you know that Christ is a foundation for heaven. Yes. yes. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. To- Spirit of God, is saying, "I want to, to birth hope, Amen. hope for, for the future, Amen. to help you to see your future, Amen. to help you to love your future, Amen. to create in you real, to to make you a believer." Amen. Oh yeah, this is the these are true believers. True believers are those who can believe in, in the promise. So that will help you. You are having a, a cloud of witnesses. Begin to help you to lay aside every weight and every sin. Everything that so easily beset. Make you begin to look unto Jesus. Even the author and the word. And the finisher of your fate. Say who for the joy that was set before him. Endured the cross despising the shame. And he sat down at where? At the right hand of the throne of God that the Lord will help you that's our prayer that's my prayer that this season this time there will be there will be a reformating a reformating that they, they are going to bring eternity in view of your soul to raise the expectation to interpret the expectation of heaven concerning your soul and I pray that you will have grace you will have strength not to shrink back from it that the Lord will will open your, your heart wide to receive this hope even in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We give you glory. Father, I pray for all that is being said. The Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. You said that you will bring to our remembrance all that has been said. So that you will take off what is yours and you will declare them to us. We pray, Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth which the world cannot receive. Because it never, neither sees you nor knows you. I pray, O oh God, the Holy Spirit of truth. You who bring the revelation, the emphasis, the inside of truth, of the realms of truth. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will begin to quicken all this understanding. That let this not be mere words, O oh God. O oh Father, let it not return void, but let it what, prosper in that thing Amen. for which you have sent it. Thank you, our Father. Jesus. We give all the glory and we give all the praise to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you.